With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, the way I see it, there's basically like three topics today. Football this weekend. Actually, four. If your if your team's sitting out as a, on a bye, who do you want to see win? Okay, football this weekend, pro and college. We got all the picks for you, five and five, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the two big topics of the day, which are uh, that was poor bleach in my eyes, bad football last night. Tom Brady's sitting there going, "See, told you, bad football, lots of it." Um, and we'll talk a little Russell Wilson in a second. And then the other one is the Draymond Green video. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we'll start next hour with the Draymond Green video. Is that okay, guys? Okay, because I have a lot of opinions on it. Ben Volan will join us in a second. Let's start with last night. God, that was ugly. Ugly. Um, 
Here's the genius Nathaniel Hackett talking about going for it, fourth and one in overtime. We wanted to win the game. It ended up being fourth and one and uh, got the go to go for it and thought that was a good decision. Wanted to put the ball in Russell's hands and called call a play that we know that, that he really likes. And it didn't work out. It was one of those things. The timeout before it was to kind of get a feel for what they were doing. And so the run didn't look as good as we had hoped it would have and, and gave, it, gave us a chance with Russell. And, and that's all you can ask for in that situation to win the game. Here's Russell Wilson the decision to go for it. We had we had uh, a good play call on. Um, he went went to Cortland there. Made a guy made a good play. We were ready, I was ready to move around if I needed to. You know we came up with a big fourth and two earlier in the, in the you know the, the drive before the two drives before. You know so we, we went for it. Um, we didn't want to end in a tie. You know we wanted to try to win the game. You know and uh, that was our that was our mentality. I don't think it was. I, don't, I think coach made a good call. I think we got to find you know I got to find a way to make a play, um, whatever it takes. Here's Richard Sherman. Of course, they used to be teammates, now covering the game for Amazon on the call. On the final play, you got to run the ball again. Like, I, I mean, I wish I had Marshawn up here. Like, one yard. You need one yard. Run the ball. Run, what? Run the ball. And CT. He's triggered. All he has He's to triggered. do is run the football. Like, <laughs> necessary criticism. Um, look, it's fair. It should be pointed out. When did Garrett Bowles break his leg? Right? Like, so... You're, you're dealing with an offensive line that hasn't been great, a quarterback that hasn't been great, a running game that hasn't been great. So I, I understand what Richard Sherman's saying. He also doesn't have Marshawn Lynch back there. And I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea of, if you listen to Nathaniel Hackett, the run didn't look good, right? Like there was an option there to run the football. So they looked at the numbers of the guys in the box and where they were going, and they decided to throw it. And they put the ball in the hands of their highest paid player, their quarterback, who's won a Super Bowl and been to another one. All of that makes total sense. Why are we beating around the... Russell Wilson looks like crap. There's just no other... I wish I could say something else. He just doesn't look good. He doesn't look comfortable. He's not seeing open wide receivers. He's holding the ball. His arm doesn't look strong. He doesn't look athletic. He looks like a guy who's not nearly as good as people thought he was. Again, I'm not placing all of the blame for all of the failures of the Broncos on him. But there's enough of it. I mean, how bad was the interception, the end of regulation? Here's Nathaniel Hackett on that pick. We wanted to be sure that we were able to get a first down, so we were trying to give ourselves a, a play that could help us with that. Um, we were been running the ball well there, so we went with a play-action pass. In that situation, obviously, we don't want to turn over. We, we want to come away with the points. That would have helped us, and we were really working uh, Jerry across the middle, and uh, I, I don't think he was open, and then uh, you know, we just slowly progressed, and um, you know, Russell thought he had a chance at it and uh, ended up being a pick. I mean, we're just all making excuses for the thing, right? Just all making excuses for the thing. I'm not excusing the disorganization. Right? But it's just not good. And here's a guy who I got a text from a current NFL quarterback. And the text says, what a fraud. That's a standalone game. It's not the first. It won't be the last. They got Monday Night Football, by the way, coming up, I think, next week, right? Monday Night Football against the Chargers? Have fun with that. And, I mean, this is, the, this is a disaster in Denver. 
because it's not just about right now. You could say, well, Nathaniel Hackett will get better. The problem is that there's a lot of credibility lost during the process of getting to even where they are now. The same goes for Russell Wilson. Even when he starts playing better, you're still like, those guys thought quarterback Jesus was coming in to save the day. That was the whole thing. Denver's like, no matter what, doesn't matter what you trade for him, we're going to win because we get the quarterback. All we've ever needed was a quarterback. And Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, those guys gonna be sitting there going like, "Are you kidding me with this guy? You, are you you kidding?" So even when he starts playing better, it still creates it, it plants seeds of a, I don't know lack of trust or lack of belief. And then remember. He signed a contract extension. That was the whole reason that Seattle was ready to move off of him. It wasn't that they thought he totally sucked. It was like, dude, we just can't pay you top, close to top of the market. You're not that guy anymore. So the Broncos are stuck with a quarterback who appears to have lost whatever edge he had, and most in the league think kind of a bit of a fraud. A coach is honestly replaceable. You can change out coaches. You can do it within one year. You can do it at the end of one year. But when you have a quarterback who made his career on his athletic movement in the pocket and now he doesn't want to move and on his ability to be an accurate, deep downfield thrower and he's not throwing it down deep and not accurate and missing guys when they're open. Yikes. It's it's interesting because I haven't come out and said a word about Matt Ryan. Like if I said Matt Ryan's washed, nobody's disagreeing with me. Like Matt Ryan, it's not great. It's not great. Obviously, you don't have your best offensive player who can run it and catch it out of the backfield. You're going to look different. But Matt Ryan looks like a statue back there, and the offensive line got beat up a little bit. But no one had expectations of Matt Ryan, right? Matt Ryan was only in Atlanta because of all the money he was making. They couldn't move off of him. And then he got mad because they had the nerve to want to get Deshaun Watson, who is in his prime, and though has a ton of baggage, is obviously light years better than this version of Matt Ryan. Russell Wilson was so bad, and the hype was so intense, and all the commercials that Matt Ryan being washed, not even really a topic today. I mean, is, we'd all agree excuse, Matt Ryan's kind of washed up, right? That they're, this is another quarterback that's not going to work for the Colts. If they win, it's in spite of, not because of their quarterback play. We okay with that? Sure. But even that, that pales in comparison to the disaster that is the Denver Broncos. People leaving while there's still overtime to be played. That's telling, right? That was, right? That's, that was not good. No, that's the Roman Coliseum going, no thanks. Yeah, and we've watched, at least I have, tons of Broncos games. I've never seen their fan base leave like that. For, for people who are too young to remember, when they played in Mile High Stadium, this was the place that was so loud. Okay, remember, it was like a horseshoe stadium. And at the horseshoe end especially, it was so loud, nobody could hear. Right? They, that's what they brought in. Remember they used to bring in the big speakers? You got the big speakers and you had a little microphone so the quarterback can call out things. And then they would get up to the line of scrimmage and they would turn to the official and they go, I can't, I can't hear. I can't. That's, that's what, it didn't happen anywhere else in the NFL except for Mile High Stadium. Couldn't, I, can't, I can't hear. I can't hear. And they would do the shh, right? Let them, let them call their plays. Let them call their little plays. 
You had people like, I got, I got to go. I got to sit her. I got to go. It's a referendum on the product, yes. right? Because Correct. they were saying, I don't care if you win. Don't care if you the win. The product sucks. Sucks. Right. Can't and, take it. And to your point, I think they're also saying, we we have six more years of this guy yeah. at 50 per? Yeah. Like, you're not getting away from that. There's just no hope when you're walking out of that stadium. Who's more screwed? Texas A&M with that ridiculous contract to Jimbo Fisher or the Denver Broncos? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. We're broadcasting live. From the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, here's what I want to do. Okay, this is the whole thing. What I want to do, I'm going to describe the video. Okay, I'm giving my thoughts on the person who leaked the video, the video itself, and on Draymond Green. Before I do that, I want to make sure that this is very, very, very clear. Draymond Green, great basketball player. Not good, great. Okay? He is an integral part of four championship teams. Right there, four? Is that right? They have four championship teams, I think. Uh, Two with Durant, one before, one after. He's been on all four. Four. Okay? He will be in the... He will be in the Naismith Memorial Professional Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, we can argue whether or not he should be. We can argue whether or not how he would be on a different team. The the fact is, this is like the Eli Manning. Would Eli Manning end up in the Hall of Fame? Of course he will. He won two Super Bowls as a quarterback of the New York Giants. He's going to be. Should he be? Different discussion. Will he be? Absolutely. And... I'm also the guy who last year in the NBA Finals, I said, every team needs a guy like a Draymond Green. A guy who guys on the other team hate. Guys on their team want to fight. Guys on the other team are worried about taking out his legs, kicking him in the junk. All of those things, right? He's that guy. Go back and look, track all these championship teams. They all have a guy like that. So he has an incredible amount of value. He's also valuable to Steph Curry. Steph Curry's not really a point guard. But it doesn't have to be because Clay's clearly not a point guard. Jordan Poole's not a point guard. Kevin Durant wasn't a point guard. So Draymond's like point center, point forward. Does all the little things that those guys don't have to do so they can just do what they do. Great value. All right, we got that established what we think of Draymond Green? Okay. Um, the video is from two days ago's practice, Wednesday practice. It was shot from, it looks like, the team video. One curious part to it is, and I don't know if it's edited as such, but it is clearly uh, focused on Draymond. When, so I'm guessing that they have a bunch of different cameras and they focus on different guys, different times, whatever. But it's not on the whole team. It's on Draymond, and then he walks up to Jordan Poole. It appears that at least it must be Steve Kerr is talking and everybody, no one's dribbling a basketball, no one's moving around. Everybody's looking off to the side of the court, the sideline, where it looks like Steve Kerr must be talking. While he's talking, Draymond Green walks over to Jordan Poole, stands kind of over him, right? 
gets chest to chest, but then kind of put his head like over Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole pushes him away. At what point in time, Draymond clocks him. Clocks him and then actually caught him before he could hit the wall. First thing, that's a sucker punch. I love that Jamel Hill, who's I'm sure never been in this sort of fight before, is like, got it a sucker punch because somebody like, dude, let me just help you out here, okay? If it wasn't a sucker, a sucker punch, the idea of a sucker punch is one that you didn't think was coming, right? Are we okay with that as the definition? Okay, just Google search the definition of sucker punch. Go on. And the basic definition of a sucker punch is one you didn't think was coming. An unexpected punch or blow. And if it was in any way expected that a guy who's listening to the coach talk would walk over, stand over a guy, pushing, and throw a punch. There's like six other dudes right there. Nobody does anything. Do you know why? Because no one thought he was going to throw a punch. Especially Jordan Poole. Oh, he should have had his hands up. Why would you think your teammate's just going to go and punch you? So it's a sucker punch. Um, shame on the Warriors. They tried to bury this thing. What, what, what's, what's happening throughout the day is, man, fire the whole, I heard Richard Jefferson, fire the whole video crew. Why would you fire the whole video crew? If one guy leaked it, you call him in, you go like, hey, dude, we can't be having leaky videos. But the, but the one thing that's really important is that the only thing we had heard of the incident in terms of insight was a bleacher report report that th- this is basically what it said. Jordan Poole was running his mouth because he's going to get a new contract extension, talking about guys want to swim in the Jordan Poole. Draymond was sick of it, so Draymond punched him, and we're all good now. Right? That was the story. This provides a completely different look. Completely different look. Like, I would have to think that Bob Myers and those guys are like, dude, I don't, I'm not giving this guy an extension. Definitely not giving him a max extension. One, because he's just not that good anymore. We played better at times without him against the Celtics. I think there's the reality to it. The second part to it is like, this is unbelievably divisive. Unbelievably divisive. It's not a fight. Fights happen. I got no problem with dudes are getting after in practice, talking trash, coaches on you, you elbow somebody, they elbow you back, dudes square off, we got our dukes up, we're punching. That happens all the time. Do you wish you hadn't? Of course, you walk back, you're like, dude, that's my boy, I can't believe I did that. That's not what this is. And I'm not saying like arrest him, assault, but it's basically bullying. You, you, you could have ended him. It's like, do you not know who Kermit Washington is? Do you know anything about what happened to Ruby Tomjanovich? That's what this is. It's not acceptable. Cowherd should do something. It's not acceptable. And then Draymond don't want to address it? He wants to pull out some crap story to Bleach Report? Oh, he's running his mouth about Jordan Poole. Even if he is, you don't cold cock somebody in the mouth. What are we doing here? Like, dude, that's your teammate. That's the guy you got to play 82 plus the playoffs. You want to win a championship. That's how you treat him. And then you look at the history of Draymond Green. Right? Go back a couple weeks ago. They're playing Akron in football, Michigan State. Did you guys, anybody see the video? 
He's talking trash to the Akron team. Like, here's a Hall of Famer. He's talking trash. Now, I think he probably had some lubrication. But, like, dude, you're getting inducted in the Michigan State Hall of Fame and, like, you're acting kind of like a clown. Okay? Go back a couple years ago. He's at on campus. He goes to a bar, gets into a fight, punches a Michigan State football player. Okay. Remember the Kevin Durant thing? It was all Kevin Durant. Oh, he's too sensitive. He's too sensitive. Like, or maybe Drayvon is divisive. All that stuff you do for other teams, that's great. You can rattle them, you, but you can't do it to our group. All right, I'm going to welcome in a friend. His name's Brian Montanati. Brian was a great player in college with me at Oklahoma State. He played eight, eight years or 10 years professionally overseas. Brian, eight or 10 years. Uh, we're struggling to get Brian on. He's also he's a high school coach. His son's like one of the five best freshmen in the country. We'll get him, we'll get him on hold in a second. I just I don't even know what you do here. I mean, obviously you suspend him, but how long do you suspend him? How do you handle it? And I'm not used to seeing stuff like that. I think the video is incredibly important because otherwise the story which was relayed otherwise that story is pales in comparison to what we've seen. And I'm not one of the like I I I don't have. I'm not one of these softies that doesn't like guys fighting. I don't mind guys fighting in practice, but that's not fighting. That's walking up and punching a dude. Brian Montanati joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Would you consider that a fight or a sucker punch? Sucker punch. Yeah. Yeah. Big time sucker punch. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it it was a lot weaker than you pulling my jersey over my head and doing the hockey fight when you already have like a 10-inch reach advantage in college. Don't you think? I was doing I was working body blows over, and you were fighting back. That's the difference. I was fighting. So, I, I was fighting back. Like, look, so you coach, you played every level of basketball, right? High school, junior college, college, and pro, okay? So we both agree, like, fights happen in practice. You wish they didn't happen, but they happen, right? But but this rattles the whole team, doesn't it? I would think so, man. Just from, just from how malicious it looks, you know, I mean, it, it just – it just looked really bad. And I don't know. And I think everybody on the team would probably kind of has a sense, too, that Draymond overstepped his boundaries with this one, man. There's, that's hard to recover from, you know. So I, I think they could see some chemistry issues uh, with this. And, you know, I, I just don't see how a dude gets hit in the face like that by one of your teammates and, and you recover. Everything swept under the bridge. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, I'll be suspended. Oh, he's suspended. I said, sorry. Like, And by the way, I don't know if you saw the story yesterday from Bleacher Report was Jordan Poole was running his mouth about getting a Jordan Poole because he's making so much money. Like, that's clearly from Draymond's camp, you know? So it's not there's no acceptance of responsibility here. Okay, so here's the big question. This is why I want to have you on. You're a head coach of a high school basketball program, okay? But you've played overseas. You've played professionally. You've played in college. What do you do? If you're running, you're the coach, you're the general manager, Bob Myers, you're Steve Kerr. What do you do? Tough deal. I mean, you can't. You know, Draymond's a, a, a vital part of what they do, and then I believe Poole's in his contract year, correct? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I, you, you try to amend it, but also, you know, more than likely, one of those guys is probably going to have to be moved if it's affecting the team. You know, I mean, if, if you look at the history of what Draymond's done, you know, is he? Can you move him and get somebody else in there that does what he does? Um, maybe for a little cheaper, um, getting draft picks or, or whatever that would look like. But I would 
I would wait it out a little bit and see what happens. Um, but obviously, I, I think down the road, one of those guys is going to be moving on. Short term, how long? I mean, do you suspend him? What do you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, you suspend him, but I mean, we're, hell, we're in the preseason, right? So those guys don't play much in the preseason anyway. Um, you know, but I, I think you check the temperature of the pulse of the team. You know, I think you get uh, Steph and play involved in it. Um, you know, some of the other guys that are veterans on the club and, and just see, see what, see what their feelings are towards it. If, if, if they can keep it, you know, keep it cordial and, and work through this and then, then yeah, but if not, then obviously you got to move somebody and you got to move them quick. Brian Montanati is our guest. He's the head coach of Owasso High School in uh, t- outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, actually in Owasso, Oklahoma. Uh, he was a great player in college and in pros. He's one of my, my closest friends in the, uh, on earth. And I, I just, again, I called upon you because we've all been in these kind of weird situations, but I'm, I I just don't, I don't know. Like, what's the, give me the, give me the worst fight you can remember, you, you were maybe a part of or you saw during your time as a pro. Uh, it was in Europe, man. Um, it was actually remember uh, Corey Brewer from OU. He fought he fought uh, Brian Oliver that played at Georgia Tech in the early nineties. Sure. Uh, I mean, it was just a straight up brawl at, at half court. You know, they were they, they had some history from the previous years, um, and we were getting the best of Corey's team. And I mean, they we were in transition, and the crowd's going crazy. We turn around, these two dudes are just throwing down at half court, and, I, and I'm talking, it was a good. 30 seconds before we could get them separated. That's how hard they were going at each other. So it was, uh, that was probably the, the, the craziest thing I've seen as far as fight wise in my playing career. Did you know that I'm still suspended six games in France? <laughs> for, for fighting? Or for... I, I was considered an instigator to a brawl. My last, my last professional game, it's a real story, last professional game playing for Clermont Ferrand. And uh, we were playing a team, I forget the team from the north. And um, and my boy Kelvin Gibbs is now a cop in Oakland. Was on, he played for Pepperdine? He's on the other team. And this French point guard was was running his mouth to me, and we're we're winning by like ten. He drives in, he gets his shot blocked two times. So I said two times, get that out, you know. And then I point to the scoreboard because I don't speak French. And so other guys started fighting on our team because it was really chippy. And then they stopped the game. It's like fourteen seconds to go, and they eject me. For instigating, and I was like, "All right, whatever." So I waved, blow. I I did the whole, you know, the whole clap thing you do in Europe, where you clap for the crowd. Yeah. You know, yeah, I did the whole yeah. clap thing in the crowd because it's my last game as a fill-in player. And then all of a sudden, the Frenchy dude starts chasing me down in the vomitorium, and everybody's following him. And there's like a, ever just throwing punches like crazy. That was my last <laughs> professional game. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, th- I believe the instigating instigating size of you. I think that's why we got in our fight is because you were instigating stuff. We got in our fight because it's the same thing. Like, we weren't playing well or something, and all the coaches were on us, right? Correct. And so the, then everybody's in a bad mood. And then, you know, I'm sure you, you set some chicken wing screen, and I step to you, and you got a foot on me. And then you pull my jersey over, and you start doing the hockey punch thing. That wasn't right. Survive in advance, baby. Survive in advance. All right, man. Safe travels in Colorado Springs. We'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us. Later, brother. Later, man. Have, have you guys seen anything like that? Like Someone just was, being punched out of nowhere. Yeah, but again, like same team too. Like punched out of nowhere. Like it. I don't understand people like it's not a sucker punch. Like yeah, it is. Did anybody think he would, that was going to rise to the level of punching a dude? He goes walking over. Coach is talking. Everybody else is looking at the coach. There's other guys walking by, 
and he runs runs into him. Would there be anything that Jordan Poole might have said? I it looked like he was talking. Poole was talking. I don't know if he was talking to Draymond. Would there be anything that he could oh, say? I'm sure they're still talking. I'm still okay. talking. But again, like talking to level of just cold cocking a dude when yeah. he's not, he's just standing there. Like, that is weak sauce. Should have had his hands up. He's not a boxer, dude. He's why his coach is talking in practice. <laughs> Who said that? He should have his hands up. Lots of people. Oh my god. Lots of idiots. You got to be ready. Not really. <laughs> well, if you push a guy, you got to be ready. Like, what are you talking? Like, dude, I'm sitting here walk, and you're walking over, walking up on me. They're showing it on replay right now. I'm watching it. Yeah. Who's the coach that is standing right just to the walking, left just of the punch? And one... then, then he doesn't even jump in. He, he Whoa. Look, look, puts his hands on his hips and just stares at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that that's one. I don't. I I agree with. Th- this is to me. This is the beginning of the end of Draymond. You know, it's like one of those deals where you just sit there and go, like all the other stuff, like you crossed every possible line here. Even if even if you want to say, well, Jordan Poole was talking trash and it's a fight, the coach is talking. You know the you know the number one rule when a coach is talking, right? Right. Actually, two rules: eye contact, nobody dribbles. When dribble that damn basketball, because nobody can hear anything you're saying when somebody's dribbling a basketball. Eye contact. So, in addition to all the other things that are missed, like you ain't paying attention, you're distracting everybody, and then you you you, you knock out your teammate. Wow, I think it's hysterical that that so many. Are like I can't believe this video is leaked. Like, look, do you? Is it a great look to leak the video? No, but if that video hadn't leaked, we everyone I know would have thought that incident was Draymond. What I thought yesterday was Draymond keeping the locker room in line. That is not keeping the locker room in line. That is not how it works. That is not a code red. This is, by the way, why in a few good men they want to do away with code reds because guys take it too far, right? Not in my army. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Football fans, be sure to turn it, tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. Tune in Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll take you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Well, you want to get the picks, don't you? I want winners. Well, we got them. Five NFL, five college. Five on three. One, two, three. Five. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go, five. Mm-hmm. All right, I got five picks for you for college, five picks for pros. And uh, how are we doing the numbers there, Jay Stu? We, we're getting closer. College football, we've been below 500. We're two, two, two below now. We're above 500 for the NFL. So overall, uh, 28 and 27. All right, 28, 27. Sounds about right. All right. All right. I mean, slow start, but I mean, like last year we started gangbusters and Ended up in the 60% variety. No reason we can't this year 
as well. Uh, All right, let's get to the college picks first. Tennessee's taking on LSU. And um, forgive me if none of us remember the last time Tennessee beat LSU down in in, uh, in Baton Rouge. Uh, one thing working for Tennessee's favor is it's a noon start time. Uh, you don't want to play Baton Rouge after dark, calling Baton Rouge, the booze in the stands. If somebody lit a match, that place would explode. It's not that I'm not a believer in Tennessee. There's two different levels to it. One, road in the SEC is a real thing. Two, LSU is super talented. Three, Tennessee's got some injuries. And four, I really want to see Tennessee lose, so I see the meltdown of Clay Travis on Twitter. Is that, is that okay? Okay, good. Uh, so we're going to take LSU. TCU's taking on Kansas. College game day is going to be there. And uh, I don't know if you see it, but based upon advanced analytics, TCU's got the best offense in the country. Max Dugan's thrown 11 touchdown passes and nary an interception. I just wanted to say nary. I don't know why. I just felt like it. Plus, he had that 73-yard run for a touchdown last week. So, uh, I'm in on on uh, on Max Dugan and TCU. They're going to go up, and Kansas is a great story. 5-0, and Lance Leipold joined us earlier this week and listened to that interview. If you download the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast, Remember, Kansas also lost arguably their best running back. And look, they, they come off an outstanding win over Iowa State, who's not great, but they are um, they are really well coached. Daniel Hishaw's out for the year. I don't know his status with his hip, whether he'll ever come back and play. David Neal was really good running the football last week. I just I'm not a big, I'm not a buyer into the top end of Kansas. Are they out of the basement? Yes. Are they a problem for teams? Sure. But you're not sneaking up on TCU when you're playing at home and college game day's there. Plus, I just don't know how they'll handle that. You know, program has never gotten adulation. Early game, six and a half point favorite. I'm going to take TCU. Road dog, who's maybe the best kept secret in the country. Give me TCU. Arkansas is taking on Mississippi State. Now, Mississippi State's a nine-point favorite, fresh off a dominating win over Texas A&M at home, and they got Arkansas at home. And you're sitting there going like, dude, what is your deal with Arkansas? You're picking Arkansas again after they lost last week, but uh, they didn't cover last week. They lost the week before. Two-game losing streak. I get it. I do think that Arkansas is super talented, um, and I think Sam Pittman's got them to a place where they're going to play very competitive football. The line is nine. That's way too big a line for this thing. Too big a line for this thing. If it was four or five, well, then I'd feel much better about taking Mississippi State. Nine points? Give me the hogs on the road. Uh, There's an obvious freak out at OU as they're taking on Texas. And this one, to me, jumps out. I initially, initially, Really, really wanted to take Oklahoma. I'm like, man, this line is... But here's what you have to remember back. Many of these Texas players were young last year when Caleb Williams came in and saved the day and they came from behind. Right? Texas has... I mean, it's just been like a comedy of errors or inability to close out Oklahoma. Go back to the Jalen Hurts year. I think that changes. The line is seven. 
It may end up at nine at kickoff. OU's all banged up. Their defense has been laughably bad. And Quentin Ewers is back for Texas. And he gives them a much better chance to win. Texas is going to win. Texas is going to cover. This is going to be a decade's worth of frustration coming out on the Sooners. Give me the horns. Um, do, 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 do. I had one more. and I like this pick. I don't know if you guys do. Uh, part of it is I do watch, in addition to a bunch of Big 12 football, I watch a bunch of SEC football. So Missouri lost a close one to Georgia last week, right? They led most of the entire game. But if you watch the game, you're like, at what point in time is Georgia going to stop messing around and win this game? And they did. Then look at Missouri in totality. On the road, lost to Auburn, who's, they're going to fire Brian Harston at the end of the year. On the road, lost to Kansas State, got blown out. Granted, Kansas State's proven to be a little bit better than people thought. Have not won a road game, have not looked good on the road, and one of the, when you play these Georgias and Alabamas of the world, they beat you up and they beat you twice. The next week, you're still all beat up from the level of physicality that they play with. Florida's just better. Um, and that's why they're favored by 11 points. Florida wins, Florida covers. Give me the Gators. So to recap, the college picks, LSU, Arkansas, OU, Florida, TCU. Those are the college picks. Let's get to the pros. Mm-mm. All right, I'll come back. You want to come back to it? I think Jace too. I got Ben Bolin on uh, standby if you want to go do an update and then do the NFL after the interview. Mm, that's fine. We can do that. All right. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get a quick update. Afternoon, Doug. The wild card round underway in the Major League Baseball playoffs. The St. Louis Cardinals and Philadelphia Phillies are scoreless going to the bottom of the fifth inning in St. Louis. The Phillies just stranded a runner at third base in the top half of the fifth. Earlier today, the Tampa Bay Rays led the Cleveland Guardians 1-0 in the bottom of the sixth. Cleveland had one on. Jose Ramirez at the plate and the venerable Tom Hamilton at the microphone on WTAM. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone! A two-run home run to right center by Jose Ramirez. Guardians on top, 2-1. to one. That would be the final score. Shane Bieber struck out eight and seven and two-thirds innings for the win. In the NFL, Denver Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett confirmed today that left tackle Garrett Bowles broke his leg and cornerback Ronald Darby tore his ACL in last night's overtime loss to the Colts. Both are out for the season. Saints head coach Dennis Allen announced that Andy Dalton indeed will start at quarterback this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. Doug. Thank you, Ilo. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Ben Volan, who joins us. Ben, how would you describe last night's game? Atrocious, I guess, is the first word that just came to mind. Um, uh, you know, almost almost fitting because we we keep getting we keep complaining about the Thursday night games and it's not enough time for the players, and they just get that awful awful slot fest of a game and. I'm thinking Al Michaels, too. This guy went from calling Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes every week on Sunday night to getting Bears and Commanders and Colts and Broncos on a Thursday night. So that was terrible. Uh, But it's on the teams. It was good weather. You know, there's no reason for it. It's not like it was raining or a hurricane or anything. So that's 
That's on uh, Hackett, and that's on Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan still obviously not playing that well. So that's just two bad teams that they picked for that spotlight last night. I got a text from a current NFL quarterback that said, what a fraud, and he was talking about, about Russell Wilson. It's this a weird one, right? There's always been um, a kind of a, a little bit of a two different looks at Russell. Lots of guys that didn't love him, didn't respect him. And there were other guys like, man, he's really, 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 really good. I mean, he figures it out. Um, I, I'm willing to point out that Nathaniel Hackett has looked over his head as a coach. But how do you explain Russell Wilson looking the way he gonna, looks? Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think last night Wilson proved that he's equally responsible, if not more so, for this mess right now. And, you know, I'm wondering, Doug, you know, look, they, they brought in Russell Wilson. He's supposed to be the savior because they've been so long without a quarterback there in Denver. They get this huge contract. They're so grateful to have Russell Wilson. And Nathaniel Hackett, first-time head coach, it, you know, Hackett said last night, you know, on the final play, he's like, well, you know, we, we, get, we put it in Russ's hands and we let Russ pick a play that he was comfortable with. Sounds like Russ is, like, really running the team there. And they're, they're trying a little too hard to cater to, to Russell Wilson and kind of let him do what he wants. Uh, end of regulation. All they have to do is run the ball and kick a field goal and win the game. They decide to let Wilson go for the jugular and try for a touchdown third down. He throws a pick in the end zone. So it, it just feels like they're trying to cater to Russell Wilson and let him call the shots, and that is definitely not working so far. And Russell Wilson, I saw this crazy stat. He was 2-for-14 last night on pass attempts over 10 yards. And I remember Russell Wilson was one of the best downfield passers in the NFL. He, he wasn't always the most accurate short-range guy, but he would drop dimes in, in deep. And last night, he was just spraying the ball everywhere, looked totally out of it, looked like he was trying to play hero ball. So I think it seems like Mr. Unlimited's been believing his own hype, and the, the Broncos hack it. I, I feel like he's just driving himself crazy, trying to be a first-time head coach, but also trying to keep Russell Wilson happy. It's it's a it's a crazy crazy deal. Um, all right, let's let's get around the league. Um, man, the Patriots are in bad shape, huh? They're all all beat up. And what's what's crazy about it is, like I've actually seen some bright spots, right? Like even the even the Green Bay game. Like th- this is a way in which they're going to have to win. But now they're beat up and they're not winning those games. What's the temperature like in Foxborough? You know, it's funny. It was definitely moral victory Monday here. I mean, wow, we took Aaron Rodgers to overtime, you know, with our third-string quarterback. And so I think there's a little bit of optimism, um, especially like, yeah, the quarterback situation could be bad, but the offensive line was tremendous against the the, the Packers. and The defense definitely had their moments, uh, although Rodgers – certainly came alive in the second half but um you know there's definitely no excuses now like this is the lions are coming to town on sunday one o'clock game at home they're one and three i I know they've got a great offense but they've got the worst defense in the league too and i don't think there's any moral victories here if they don't beat the lions people aren't going to be wow that was a great little performance it's gonna be no i can't believe we just lost to detroit you know at home so this is a, a a i Close to a must-win game for the Patriots. You, you fall to one and four, pretty hard to make come back and make the playoffs at that point. Uh, one and three right now, where they're at, they're, they're not out of it. They they overcame one and three last year to make the playoffs. You got to win at home against Detroit, even if you have to start Bailey Zappi at quarterback. I I would 
I would tend to agree with you. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Ben Bolin is our guest, covers the entire National Football League for the Boston Globe. Kind of spent some time this year on Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, all right, I'm I'm intrigued by the Brady thing. Um, like you know, you don't want to cover somebody's di- potential divorce and whatever, but like kind of open the door with the Facebook show with all this stuff, and it's it. I don't know if it's affecting his play, but it. It likely affects how much he's around the facility, how he is. What do you think about our coverage of Tom Brady's personal life? Whereas in the past, it was just shots of Giselle and the kids, and nobody kind of dug in deep. I will say that the last week, I've had more people say, ask me what's going on with Tom and Giselle than any other story you know I've ever covered with these guys. So people, people definitely care about kind of the tabloidness of their lives and the, you know, Brady, they kind of invited it. I mean, when he left for Tampa a few years ago, he did the Howard Stern show and talked all about his marital problems and how Giselle was sending him letters and telling him he needs to be more invested in the marriage. So he, he's made a, 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 you know, public part of, of his life. So I think it's kind of fair game and, you know, it's, I don't think he's getting hounded by it um, every week, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, these guys are human, and and I think it's fair to to see if it's affecting his preparation and what his mood is like, and how much he's putting into football, or is he, is football his refuge, and and is that the one thing that he's putting all his time into at this point? Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be like doing a daily, you know, Tom Brady's mood report or anything, or what's the status of his marriage, but I, I do think it's something that is fair to track, and at some point. Whether he plays well or not, I think it's fair to ask him about it. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy deal. Um, how much how much uh, buyer's remorse is there in Carolina over Baker Mayfield? I think I mean some, but they didn't spend any money on him. They're only paying him like five million dollars this year, and it was more like that was the only thing they could come up with, you know, to to find a, at quarterback. I think the real issue is Jimmy Garoppolo, his shoulder surgery scruple on a team's plans because it seems like the Panthers were going to go hard after him. The commanders were going hard after him. Maybe the Colts were, and then he decides to have that surprise shoulder surgery in February and all those teams drop out and sends them scrambling. All of a sudden the Colts or excuse me, the commanders make a panic move for Carson Wentz. The Colts make at the, what at the time looked, I thought like a pretty good move for Matt Ryan, but now I'm wondering if he's, if he's done uh, Carolina, they're left, for the scraps and they pick up Baker Mayfield for nothing. So yeah, I mean, I don't Baker Mayfield, no savior there. And uh, Matt rule is, is definitely in trouble. But to me, the, the bigger story is how Garoppolo, his surprise shoulder sur- you know, surgery really messed up the plans for a lot of teams at quarterback. Do you think Donald gets another shot? Uh, I don't think he's going to overtake Baker Mayfield on, you know, like winning the job. I think if Baker gets hurt, that'll be Donald's opportunity. But I don't think Darnold is anything much a quarterback, and there's a reason that they went out and got Baker Mayfield. And I, I know Baker hasn't done well so far. He's he's at least new there, and it was not an easy situation for him. I mean, Sam Darnold is no magic solution for Matt Rule either. So to me, he's only getting that opportunity if Baker Mayfield, you know, gets hurt some way. Jalen Hurts. He didn't actually play well last week, um, but the team is really, really good. What are people in the league saying about Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I think he's the guy that people are looking at as as this year's Josh Allen in that, wow, look at this third-year jump. No one quite saw this coming. 
I thought the Eagles were smart for giving Hurts another opportunity this year, but I did not think that they'd come out like this. And it's a team effort. I mean, their defense is unbelievable right now. They, they lead the league, and I think sacks and turnovers, so that's a pretty good combination. Uh, but Hurts is just so in command at quarterback. He's so com- like just comfortable back there and confident in the pocket, and he can deal. Like He's not just an athlete anymore. He can deliver you know, 26 for 30 if he needs to, and he's just really – in command, and he's a terrific athlete, and uh, I just find it funny that of all the Alabama quarterbacks, how ironic is it that Jalen Hurts is probably the best pro quarterback, and Mac Jones and Tua are the ones that we still have questions about. So uh, Hurts is awesome. I think he's made the biggest jump that we've seen this year, and uh, you know, keeping it up over the next 13 games is obviously the challenge, but he's off to a terrific start, and if if you had to give an MVP vote today, I think it has to be for Jalen Hurts. What do you think? Really? Well, I, I think he's right up there, and, and they're the best team, and, and he's the, the captain of the 4-0 teams. I mean, who who else is playing better right now than, than the starting quarterback of the best team, you know? Pat Mahomes is playing better than him. Not, not in that loss to the Colts a few weeks ago. I understand. I mean, but, I, but like, if you actually watch, like, Hurts, he didn't play well last week. They won. Uh, and he's had a couple second halves where they haven't thrown a touchdown pass. They're, they're a lot like the Ravens, you know, where in the offense they're running and, and they've kind of overwhelmed some teams early. And then late in the games, it's been a little, been a little dicey, been a little dicey. So it'll be interesting to see what, and then of course you got, I don't know how much you value the defensive side of the ball, but there's some defensive players you could put kind of in that discussion. I want to ask you about uh, the Rams. Rams getting dominated by the Niners. That's not new news, but it's the second time they've played, more of the elite level teams, right? Buffalo week one and this one, which Stafford has looked bad. The offensive lines look bad. They have looked anything, anything, uh, but like, but the uh, a Super Bowl contender. What do you think of the Rams this far, thus far in the season? Yeah, at first I was thinking that they just spent the off season partying too hard and, and not getting ready for the season. But now I wonder if they actually just kind of sold their soul to win the the Super Bowl last year. Like Stafford comes back, all of a sudden he has these elbow injuries you're not sure about him anymore um the offense they're like fourth lowest in the league in points per game right now which is very un like and um i was looking at their numbers cooper cup has no help his his receiving numbers he's still leading the league with catches and he's up there with yards his average is way down this year he's averaging nine and a half yards per catch He's got 40% of the Rams' yards. You know, he used to have Robert Woods, Odell Beckham as, as running mates. Now he's got no one. Tyler Higby, I believe, is the number two receiver. Um, uh, uh, Allen Robinson, the, the free agent signing, just nine catches for 95 yards through four games. So he hasn't done a whole lot. So they need to get Cooper Cup some help. Um, and again, Stafford, he didn't do much this offseason. So you wonder where he's at physically and just how rusty he is starting this season. Um, so, but I, I still have to think the Rams are going to be there at the end of the season. You know, they're still way too talented for them not to be competitive in what looks like a pretty down NFC this year, but, um, they're certainly not looking like contenders right now. And, and I don't know if <laughs> repeating is, is going to be on their menu this year. Ben, great stuff. Uh, thanks for the update on the Brady, uh, Giselle marriage. We appreciate that. And we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right, and uh, Jalen Hurts for MVP. Thanks a lot, Doug. Doug. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's get back to my pick, shall we? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. First, Packers are eight-point favorites against the New York football Giants. Giants have been playing well against the bottom of the league. Now you play the top of the league. 
Patriots are going to, the Packers are going to whoop that tail. Don't like, love the Packers. Steelers are getting 14, two touchdowns in Buffalo. Buffalo without their defensive backfield because of injuries. And Buffalo, it doesn't mean they won't win, but the idea that you're going to win by two touchdowns in the NFL, uh, the Steelers obviously aren't nearly as good without without T.J. Watt. And uh, they have some talent in offense. Line's not great. I think their offensive game plan will be fairly simple. Pickett is accurate. They'll try and get rid of the football quickly. Not a ton of tape on him in the NFL. My guess is that this is a, a game in which they shorten by long drives, Short passing game, quick little quick game. I um, I like the Steelers getting 14 points. Too many points in the NFL. Titans taking on the Washington Commanders. Commanders stink. Stink. Now, I know they're uh, Titans without their young, talented wide receiver. But the Titans, did I mention the Titans? The, the Commanders stink? The Commanders stink. Taking the Titans, laying two on the road. Jags laying seven at home against Houston. Houston tied the Colts, and you've seen what the Colts can do, right? Houston got beat at home by the by the Chargers without a good portion of their team by 10, and it should have been three touchdowns. Jags out for blood, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence played well last weekend. He'll play well this weekend. They'll win. They'll cover. And last one, Sunday Night Football. Ravens have all kinds of injury issues, and the Bengals, as much as they haven't been great to start the year, even their losses are close losses. Uh, I think they're going to be competitive. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game. They'll go a little money line there. You know, the offense is good early, but bad late for the Ravens. The defense hasn't been particularly good, and this is a team built around defense. I'll take the Bengals against the Ravens. Those are the picks. There it is. Five NFL. Let's go, five. Five college. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Boom.